Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, we're here with uh, another episode. We're going to kind of delve into what we kind of feel is uh, kind of a do or don't, but we're yeah, this episode is going to kind of talk to some of the impractical things you can do as being a gun owner and some of the things that can possibly draw negative attention to you in being a gun owner and possibly get the wrong type of person following you or breaking into your home or cars or anything like that. Um, and what we're talking about is advertising your gun ownership. Basically taking and putting a sign out there so that everybody knows, hey, this person has a gun. Um, you'll see people do that on their cars. They'll put signs on their gate. They'll put signs anywhere and everywhere. Um, cover their social media posts with it, which, again, I'm not saying don't do that. But on this episode, we're going to kind of talk about some of the things that could possibly be a negative in doing that and how that kind of negative attention can sometimes be drawn to pointing that out to the individual walking down the street or possibly the person with malintent in their mind. Um, I guess if you want, yeah, uh, we can kind of... Oh, go ahead, Todd. Oh, I was just going to say, I think that this is um, a very practical discussion. Um, I couldn't tell you every, on my every morning going into work and every evening coming home, I couldn't tell you all the vehicles that I see with come and take it stickers. Uh, don't tread on me stickers, you know, uh, firearm brand stickers, you know, uh, things like that decals on the windows. And, you know, whenever I see these things, the first thing that comes to my mind is, I catch myself thinking, you know, if I was somebody looking to steal a gun, that would be the first place I would probably start. <laughs> somebody that's got a don't tread on me sticker on the back of their truck. Yeah, that or like I've seen the stickers where, you know, like people have the stick people family. I've seen people where they, it's the same thing, but with guns, right? It's got like rifles and then pistols and then, you know, like a play on the stick figure family thing. And the danger to that is, okay, you know, let's say you go out uh, to a restaurant or to some type of a concert or something where you're not allowed to take your carry gun inside with you. You know, you're, you're concealed carrying earlier in the night. You show up to whatever it is, just whatever place you see a 51% sign or 30-06 sign or something of that nature that says, hey, you're not allowed to legally carry on the premises. Well, you're already there. Most people aren't going to turn around and go back home and put their gun back in their house. Now you're going to put that gun whether you lock it up or not somewhere inside, you're going to leave that gun in your car. Well, if I'm someone who's looking to break in and steal things and I'm walking through an advertisement or advertisement, a parking lot, and I see basically an advertisement for, hey, there's a gun in here, i.e., you know, a bunch of pictures of uh, brands of guns, Ruger stickers, you know, um, H and K stickers or things of that nature, or like we just talked about the family picture, but it's all guns or NRA stickers or 
don't tread on me stickers, things that are generally associated with gun owners, well, I'm going to say, hey, I can almost guarantee there's a gun in there because I know where they're going and I know they're not carrying their gun in there. Now they're going to break into your car and you got it locked in your glove box, locked in your center console, whatever. Those locks are really not designed to keep anybody out that truly wants to get something. Um, I know for a fact I've had family members that have had their guns stolen and they had nothing marked on their vehicle. Yeah. Um, same. So, um, the, the, the pro- yeah. Right in their, you know, the right in their driveway, into, too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But the problem you get into is anytime you draw attention to yourself, and this is somewhat a personal thing for me, um, anytime, and it's why I don't open carry, but my idea of concealed carry, um, taking a firearm with me, anything like that, is I want to be as. I would say as least memorable as possible. I don't want anyone to take a second look at me. I want to be under the radar. I don't want people to look at me and go, Ooh, what's that guy doing? Or, Oh, what's that guy got? I really don't. I certainly don't want people looking at me and going, Hey, that dude's got a gun on that guy's, you know, like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And, and in my opinion, that's the same way I want my vehicle to be. I don't want someone to look at my vehicle and go, there's something I want to steal out of there. And and, the and things, that's, to me, that's what you're doing. Right. And even if you're, you know, even if you're not um, one of those people that if you don't carry, um, you don't have a firearm in your vehicle um, and you're just putting this stuff, you know, you're doing this to express yourself, your political standpoint, uh, your support for 2A rights, whatever. Um, in my my two cents is, regardless of whether there's a gun in the vehicle or not, you're just asking for an invitation to put a target on your vehicle to be broken into. Um, whether, like I said, whether there's something in there or not, it's just there's you're advertising that there's the possibility of it. Absolutely. And that's, and, and that's why I wanted to relate that back to like the idea of, why do we conceal carry? We conceal carry so that the, quote, enemy, you know, whoever it is that we may have to deploy our pistol to protect ourselves against, they don't immediately know that we're a threat to them. If you have the element of surprise on your side, you're always in a better situation, you know? Well, that's like, you know, that's kind of like the, um, you know, the, the hot the hot phrase you always hear, you, you can't draw on drawn weapon. You can't draw on drawn gun. Um, and I think a lot of people look at, take that from a face-to-face standpoint, but I think you need to take that from an overall perspective as well. Um, because regardless of where it's a, a robbery or a home invasion um, a carjacking or an active shooter situation, you're already at the moment that you realize what's going on, you're already playing catch up. Um, so you want to have mm-hmm. the most advantage that you can to be somebody, like you said, that does not stand out. You're somebody that they do not remember. You do not look like a threat because that, that element of surprise is what could be the difference to give you that, you know, 0.3 second advantage or something like that, you know? 
Yeah, and, and if you and if you practice drawing and firing from a concealed, you know, from a concealed position on your body, and that first accurate shot down range, uh, you can do it with your, you know, with your, with your gun timer or with your shooting timers, all that, you know, and you're anywhere from a second and a half to two seconds. Now that doesn't sound like that long unless you're someone that's done that, and you realize that that element of surprise will allow you possibly to get that first round down range before they really realize you've even attempted to move on them because if give you a chance some, if you're someone that's a, i was just gonna say that would engage that, the threat that and give you a chance to not have to play the speed game you know what i'm saying you know, we, we practice yeah. to be quick and accurate, but if you can have, say you're in the back of a store and you hear this, you know, um, you have the time to get out, get it out and assess and be in a position to where, you know, you might be able to present a clean shot and not trying to, you know, fight, draw, yeah, you I know, mean, Wild it, West drawing on somebody. Yeah, this isn't this isn't Tombstone, right? We're not out here, you know, doing quick draws, trying to, you know, just how quick can I get the first shot off? No, because if you get your first shot off and it misses by, you know, it misses and you shoot someone else, well, you haven't accomplished anything. You've made the situation worse, and now you've hurt somebody else, or you've just alerted the person to the fact that you're there and done no good for the entire situation. So- are you familiar? I think okay. a good representation for this. Are you familiar with Jack Carr? Mm, he, he's familiar, he's an sure. he's an author. Uh, he's a best selling author for the book Terminal List, and he's a ex Navy SEAL. Um, did some mm-hmm. pretty significant stints overseas, but anyways, he's uh, he's made the rounds and he's gone to Terran Tactical. You know, everybody that goes to Terran Tactical, they always have their video of them shooting. And, you know, you see everybody at Terran, you know, their balls to the wall, all out as fast as you can go. And while they may be contacting still, they're not necessarily always, you know, good, clean center mass hits. You know, it's just putting shots on steel yeah. a lot of the times. And they had a round where he made a run at Terran Tactical and you watch him being a combat veteran watching the way that he runs compared to how a lot of people train or how Terran runs stuff. And he was, Mm -hmm. from what I could tell, like he wasn't slow, but he was significantly slower and, you know, took his time more than like Terran and them do. But every shot that he placed his transmission, his transmission, Transitions were smooth, and every shot he mm-hmm. placed was center mass. Like, it was like a yeah. clean run. But, you know, this is a guy that yeah, understands he's... tactics and everything else, you know, from a perspective that, you know, we don't comprehend. Um, but it's just interesting seeing somebody who's who's been in the thick of it and that they're not running the way a lot of these other people are. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, this all... To circle back, this all goes back to not advertising what you have on you. And on the other side of that, so we've kind of discussed the car thing, right? Having stickers on your car to let people know that you've got, you're either, you know, either you 
like guns, you possibly have guns, you possibly carry a gun on your person. Well, the other aspect of that is if you're in town at the store, someone could easily follow you back home, see where you live, and then come back and try to rob you for all your guns at that point. You know, wait for you to be gone, break into your house, they know where you live, they know you have guns, it can draw unwanted attention. The the biggest thing from this conversation is I'm not telling anybody what to do. I'm not telling you you can't put those stickers on your car. I'm not telling you you can't put signs up in your yard, signs on your gate, wherever you want them. What I am telling you is, yeah, it may scare away some people, but it may draw in other people. So you have to kind of, you know, it's kind of like sticking the security, uh, security company's sign in your yard. Yeah, it can deter people. I mean, but it'll only deter people up to a certain point. There are people that, there are criminals out there that can get in around this alarm system, just like there are criminals out there that are not worried about you saying, oh, can you run faster than a bullet or something like that. Yeah, we don't call 911. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right? I mean, now, they're fun signs, right? They're tongue-in-cheek. The other thing is, is, like I said, what if they try to time it while the car that they've been following isn't there and say your family's there. These are the things that I try to think of and why I don't, I personally do not prefer to put any advertisements of what I have on anything that people are going to see, especially that I come into contact with every day. I don't, I don't want to be at Walmart and have to worry about someone scouting out my truck or my car or anything like that saying hey that guy's got something i might want to go steal right i want it to be like i am whenever i carry i don't want you to know what i have and to me that's how i feel the safest It, it keeps unwanted attention away exactly and you know this also transitions over into the way you dress you know um there are i mean a lot of us are very proud of the gear that we choose, the stuff that we choose to run. Um, you know, there are a lot of people that are very dedicated, brand loyal, um, and they're proud of it. And you should be. There's nothing wrong with that. But, I mean, how many times have you gone out in public and you see somebody with their Glock Perfection sweater or their Beretta hat or their <coughs> FN hat or their HK hat, things like that, Um 511 clothing, stuff like that. I mean, I guess I can't be too hard on that. Like, I have 511 jeans that I wear, but they are they look like regular jeans, you know. They're not tactical yeah, they're not, or they're anything not like that. They're just, a, they're just yeah, jeans. They just have logo. some extra. Right. Yeah. They're, they have some good abilities for everyday stuff. Um, but outside of that, you know, the way you dress and the way you carry yourself can really throw a red flag to a lot of people or draw attention to you, uh, whichever way you want to look at it, you know? Yeah. I mean, and, and in all honesty, that's what this whole episode was about. It, um, there, we're not going to over, you know, we're not going to beat this, right. This horse to a pulp. I mean, we're, we're just trying to say, think about what you're doing and what you're advertising to the general public before you, do anything like that you know don't like the whole fig newton thing on talladega nights don't 
strap a don't put a Glock sticker all the way across your windshield to let everybody <laughs> know you own a Glock and you're carrying one with you. And so, you know, you know what kind of just with that same thing, you know, what's your take on with social media? Uh, you know, because there are a lot of groups out there like EDC, uh, EDC pages, mm-hmm. uh, P80 pages, things like that. Um, so, you know, I mean, I yeah, I run the Instagram page for us, so I do some, you know, a little bit of shooting, put some stuff out there. I try not to, you know, I put videos, yeah. I've done videos of, you know, doing some training, things like that, what we run, but I'm not sitting here like mm-hmm. going through everything in my gun safe and letting people know what we got. Yeah, so the the problem with asking like someone like me is I am not very active on social media, and I'm that is by design. Um, I've seen, especially in the age we live in now, I've seen too much of that come back to haunt people in the end. Now that's not that's even going well beyond you know gun any gun type of things. Now personally, do I have any problem with? Hey, I went to the range today and shot. No, I don't. Now, I I would not personally post a picture like looking into my safe, showing everything I have. I mean, I, I like to hunt. I like to shoot clays. I like to go to the range. I like to shoot pistols. But you will never see me post a picture saying, oh, look, here's, you know, how many guns I have. Or lay them all out on the bed and say, wow, look at all these. To me, those are the type of posts that will get the unwanted attention that we're talking about. All of a sudden, you're saying, you know, you look over and say someone's a avid collector of firearms, and they've got a picture with them with 40 guns on their bed or 60 guns on their bed. If I'm someone wanting to do illicit activity, I'm going to look at that and go, hmm, I could possibly go buy a gun and spend, let's say, $1,000 on it. Or you got this guy over here. I can figure out where he lives and I can wait for him not to be home and I can try to get all of these, you know, or even if I don't get all of them, you know, maybe half of them are in the safe or maybe, you know, most of them are in the safe, but they keep some of them out in the house. I can go break into this guy's house and I can try to find guns because I know he's got a ton of guns. So that that's kind of where I would say I would draw the line. Um, now, if you enjoy shooting, you enjoy, you know, you go take classes you want to post videos of you taking a class, that's fine. That's you doing training. It, It's not overly... You're not putting, in my opinion on that, you're not putting so much out there that people are going to start going... Or you're not going to start attracting the wrong type of attention. I, I truly feel like that the type of attention you're going to get that's bad is like, Hey, you post like, Hey, look, just went and bought these three guns and you know, you're showing them laid out on your bed and they can see, you know, you got guns in the background leaning against the wall. You got guns sitting on a shelf. Uh, the other thing is stuff that's easy for loose fingers. Like huh? I said stuff that's easy for loose fingers. If somebody really wants to make that. Yeah. Effort. Yeah. Absolutely. You, Again, be aware of the picture you're painting when you put that out there. I don't care how well trained you are. If you're not there to defend it, it doesn't matter. Yep, that's true. You know, if you're setting it up for someone to come try to rob your house, and that's what I'm saying, you know, I don't do anything that makes people want to come to my house. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm unfortunately, well, I don't know if it's unfortunately, but 
I am not very active on social media to begin with, just because I don't want, you know, I don't want anything coming that I posted 10 years ago or that I posted a year ago, all of a sudden in this day and age, I can get fired for it. Right. So. Right. That, and, I take pictures. I do all that, but I don't put it out there for the world to see. Right. That, and you know, if you're, you know, we've, we've all seen it. We saw it with the Rittenhouse case. Um, you know, if, mm-hmm. if you end up in a defensive shooting situation, um, I mean, they are going to go through and find everything that they can use against you, you know, um, even with, you know, it's, and, and while we are always trying to do our best to avoid that situation altogether, um, let, let's say something happened to one of us, you know, we've, I've got some, a couple of deals on our page with us, you know, running some drills or stuff like that. And it's like, I mean, a defense lawyer could, or a, uh, prosecutor could easily take that and be like oh look you're training to kill people mm-hmm. i mean they can easily turn yeah, that around to absolutely. you but but it's not just that i mean they'll they'll do that with anything and everything and yeah and we're not trying to like deter people from being proud of what you got or sharing it with other people i mean look at youtube look at all the channels that are out there of people that are like they display their entire arsenal for folks and put it out there. Absolutely. I mean, so, so people do do this. We're just trying to say, you know, yeah, be conscious of what you're doing mm-hmm. and the possible repercussions of it. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, like I've, I've had where, you know, it, basically don't let, we're telling you what we, how we think of it. You know, this is from our perspective, how we feel we personally lead our lives. Now, that's not to say that if you want to go post everything you own online, you can certainly do that. But just be aware that there people can track that down and it could lead to undesirable attention. Not to say it 100% will, not to say it won't. Um, just like the cars. You, you know, you might get lucky and maybe that sticker on your car scares someone away from messing with you. Or maybe it makes that person that's going to try to carjack you come up and go ahead and take it to the next level. Cause they think you have a gun on. You. Right. So um, it, it's, it's a, it can be a dicey situation. Right. I remember it, there it's was easily avoidable. There's one time we were, I forgot where it was. We were catching a flight and um, me and my wife were on the plane and this kid sits down in front of us and he had a Beretta hat on and I was like, something goes down. That's my guy. That, that, that's my that's my friend <laughs> but um yeah yeah but outside of this you know like you said we're not gonna try to you know beat this horse with with a stick um you know well i, I want to kind of go into get your opinion on there's a little bit of news side of this i got it you know we, we all know and we discussed it that um the atf is been planning on trying to change the definition of uh of frames and receivers. Um, they mm-hmm. had their comment period on that. They got a lot of backlash from it, but uh, uh, there's a couple of mailing lists that I, that I'm a part of. And one of them, I got a notification that the ATF is, you know, it's like, uh, as we all know, the ATF is bypassing Congress and rewriting laws through the federal rule change procedure. As John Crump points out in this recent video, 
Um, they're going to announce the change in April. After that announcement, they are expected to implement the rule 60 days later. We are teaming up with, now this is from JSD Supply, and they are teaming up with Gun Owners of America um, to fight the rule change. So I think that's pretty awesome that that company is doing that, but I just kind of wanted to throw that out there and get your opinion on where you think this might actually go. Are they actually yeah. going to attack serializing slides so, and barrels and things yeah. like that for anything in the P80 world? Well, so I, I've, I've heard this before, and I've heard another argument about it. Um, and honestly, if you think about it, I don't know if the lower receiver... I've always wondered why it was the lower receiver versus the upper receiver on the firearm that necessarily that had it. Um, now, it's not to say that they're, you can't fire a gun without either one. But <clears throat> right now, what you've got is everybody's design... All these 80% arms companies have designed these jigs and all these lowers <coughs> and all this stuff to coincide with building and unserialized lower. So, as with most things, they've seen a way that people have worked around it, now they're trying to take that away. So, more than likely, what they're thinking is they're going, okay, let's change the serialized part of the gun to another part. So now, and it could be, I mean, I don't think it's going to go barrel. I think, honestly, what it would go is just the upper receiver serialized part of the gun is now the upper receiver. Lower receiver, we don't care about. Guess what? 80% lowers mean nothing now. It's nothing. I mean, that just killed that business. Yeah. What they're going to have to do is completely swap over, you know, all these jigs, redesign all that. Everybody that enjoys building their own firearm, now you've got to completely shift over and go to now building the upper receiver, which I could see issues on... That's not going to be nearly as straightforward, I think, as a lower receiver would be. But do you? And so now you've up. Hmm? I was just going to say, do you think that this actually them trying to push this rule change will actually have any merit if it you know goes to in front of the Supreme Court? So, so that's where I think whenever they go, if you know, if this truly does go into effect and it gets brought before the Supreme Court, I think that the Supreme Court will strike it down because they didn't follow the correct process in getting this law approved. This is supposed to go through the House. It's supposed to go through the Senate. You're not going through either of those, so you're, you're bypassing that, which we've gotten um, probably in the last... 15 years or so in this company, or company, this country, it has gotten extremely bad about using executive orders, federal mandates, things of that nature to bypass the way the government was designed to work to essentially get things that are not popular passed through without having the chance for people to knock them down. And what they do is, oh, look, it's there. Oh, well, yeah, well, you know, do uh, act first and beg for forgiveness later is basically what ends up happening. Yeah. Uh, do I, do I think we necessarily have a lot to worry about initially? No, because this is certainly something that's you're changing. What defines a firearm? You're essentially affecting the second amendment. I don't know. I don't know what the lawsuit is actually going to look like if they, when they would uh, have it seen by the Supreme court, but 
I don't think this would pass through the Supreme Court. I think you, I think most of the, you have enough justices on there that have a conservative approach towards guns that believe the Second Amendment does belong that I do not believe this would pass the Supreme Court. Now, as far as the outcome of that, what may happen is it may get kicked back and then they may try to run it through the proper channels and get it approved. And how that goes through the House and through the Senate would then depend on who's in there at the time. Because we are a very party-based system right now. And if you're, depending on which side of the party line you're on, it, it has gotten to be where it is very clear which direction you're going to vote. And pretty much, if you're a Democrat currently, and I'm not, that's not 100%, but for a lot of people, if they're a Democrat, you know they're going to vote for any type of gun control that's pushed. If they're a Republican, they're going to vote against it for any gun control that's pushed. And part of the problem you're going to have on these types of bills as they, because they want to push it through. They, it's at least the government that's in place right now or the party that's in place right now has been trying hard. That's been a goal of theirs for a while. They're going to try to push laws through to make it harder to put guns in the hands of civilians. And I, this should be a wake-up call for most everybody, especially right now. Look, look across the Atlantic. Look at over at Ukraine. Yeah, what they were was the first thing they did. They had they, decent. They gun started con- handing out guns to everybody. Yeah, and they had decent. They had fairly strict gun control prior to that, I believe. Um, yeah, well, there were. Yeah, gun, and then it's like Russia gun in, and it's like, there, oh, it here not, you go. It's like, yeah, you know, come pick it yeah. up. But well, you're, you're fighting for your life against. Yeah, you've right. got an enemy yeah. on your doorstep. You're fighting for your life. So, and and I don't know why people have such a hard time understanding that's part of why the U.S., no one has tried to invade the U.S. And no I, one's really going to try to invade the U.S. because behind every almost every door, they don't know how many guns are waiting. And I think, it, not only that too, but I also believe that it's a, we're, we're secluded. You know, we, we've never had to yeah. deal with that. Yes. We've never had to see that over yes. here. So it's kind of with the generations gradually mm-hmm. progressing, it's an out of sight, out of mind. Well, why do we need this? We don't need this. You know, yeah. why, why, why yeah, does somebody it, need a gun? You know, the but the common sense and the understanding of the Constitution does not just does not register. And and we're talking about voting. You know, yeah. we got you know, we're looking at midterms coming up. Um, we just had the primaries for the uh, Texas governor run, and I'm very surprised that Greg Abbott made it through again. Um, there were some other, there were some other contenders that I really thought were going to um, make it through the primaries. I thought were very strong, um, but then I was, I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Beto made it through the primaries again, so that's going to be not something else yeah. for everybody to consider. Um, is that he's running and he has made his statement clear. Now, while he has tried to go back on it, you can't tell me that he has changed his mind from his original standpoint. Um, oh yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing he, he understood from last time as a, that was a PR nightmare for him. He shouldn't, he, he realized real quick after he made those statements about that he was going to take her guns that 
he he realized how immediately that turned off a vast majority of people towards him, at least in this state. Now, maybe other states it wouldn't. Um, in the state of Texas, it certainly did. And he's got a lot better PR team working with him this time. And what should scare everybody about that, if you are conservative or you don't like the policies that are being pushed towards gun control, gun rights, all that stuff, this is absolutely someone who will go, who is going to go back on his word and go back to how he was during the last election as soon as you elect him. And so everybody needs to think about that whenever you're going to vote that, you know, if you like to own guns and you like the availability, you need to think about it. I'm, well, I do have that concern um, for sure with him, as like you said, a lot of people should. The only thing that gives me faith that he will not be elected as Texas governor is that Greg Abbott made it through the primary. Um, you know, if, if Greg Abbott had not made it through the primary and one of the other uh, – contenders would have made it through along with Beto, then I would have had more concern. Um, but the fact that out of yeah. all the time that Greg Abbott has been reelected, that's what kind of gives me a little bit more confidence in that. I may eat my words. You know, this is true, just, true. this is just my guess, well, but. Yeah. At some point it goes down to name recognition too. You know, he's been in there, you know, the job he's been doing, whether you like it or not, you, you know, it's on paper, you know what he's been doing. Um, and that's, uh, I can guarantee you if Beto doesn't win this, he'll be running for a Senate seat next time around or whatever. He's going, he's not going away. So you'll constantly see that name out there. Um, it, it's hard, like, I'm just trying to speak about it from the standpoint of gun rights as right. far as, as far as how, how that's, that's as political as we should even get on this show. We shouldn't. You know, we shouldn't delve off into the weeds. Yeah, of absolutely, I overall agree. bias on yeah, no. on politics, but there's a very definite spot. And I mean, I maybe there, you know, there may be people listening to this that feel like we need more gun control. I mean, you're you're always entitled to your opinion as long as you can defend that with with facts. Uh, what I would say, as far as just to kind of wrap up the whole gun control thing, look at. Um, look at Great Britain, right? England, Scotland, all them. Hell, look at Australia What right do they now. have now that they've taken away? Well, but I'm just saying, look at what, what violence has taken the place of gun violence whenever they took away guns. Now knives. People get stabbed all the time. People get stabbed probably more than they got shot. So uh, the criminal that wants to do things like that, that wants to hurt people, that wants to rob people, that um, wants to do anything illicit, is going to find a way and is going to use a weapon. Humans have done that since the dawn of time. We did it with clubs. We did it with spears. We did it, you know, we did it with bronze weapons. We did it with iron weapons. We Now we do it with firearms. It, that is That is a part of human nature, and there will be an aspect of that from now till the end of time. I mean, no matter what utopia you put us in, at some point, we are a set of creatures that are going to get into fights. We're going to get into altercations. 
and he who carries the bigger stick wins, generally. Yeah. Um, and well, I know you're trying to wrap up on that on the uh, the political no, side of it, ahead. but my thing is, I just I just wanted to put out there for anyone that's listening. You know, with, with midterms coming up, this is a big time for you to consider. Um, you know, really don't just vote with party affiliation, whether you're Democrat, Republican, mm-hmm. conservative, whatever, vote for individuals who are going to uphold your values. Because even while Democrats mm-hmm. may be pushing gun control, the Republicans just sit there and just say no, you know, but then they give an inch and then they give an inch and then they give an inch, but yeah. we never get anything back. Um, so we're always just yeah. maintaining, trying to get them to just say no. When, from my perspective, I would like to start seeing politicians come through and that are willing to fight to gain rights back. So, you know, a lot of the Democrats want to have universal background checks, Absolutely. which there's another whole conversation with that. But, you know, they want to have um, they want to have background checks for private sales. Be like, oh, I would like to see somebody come to the table on the other side of the aisle and say, you know what? Okay. You want to have background checks for personal sales. Let's sit down and talk about abolishing the NFA, you know, or freeing up, not having, um, SBRs under the NFA or silencers, suppressors under the Mm -hmm. NFA, you know, let's give and take here. You want this. I want this. So let's find a middle ground, you know, or otherwise there's no deal. I would like to see something like that along the line start happening more often, but I, unfortunately I don't see it in the future, but that, you know, just, just for people out there, just, just think about how you're casting your ballot. Yeah. Yeah, That's something in, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And I, I don't, I'll be honest. I don't know how to say it's going to get better. Um, the, People are getting more divided than ever. So it's hard. Basically, the tension's got to get ratcheted down. And that's what we need to see happen. And the problem is, is I we're not changing anybody out that's got us to this position. I don't really foresee us changing out many of the people that have got us to this, this position. So right. I feel like now it's just us against the clock waiting for these people to no longer be able to be in those positions to make the decisions of where we're at now. Um, well, and that's, that's another thing too, you know, you never see, it's always the same ones running. You never see anybody from the next generation on the balance. Mm-hmm. In, in my opinion, um, I never see anybody that's, yeah. you know, just 10 years older than me or you or anything like that. Um, yeah. There's that one guy, which is he, is he a congressman or a senator? I can't remember. He's the youngest one on there right now. He's a congressman. Congressman. Yeah. 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 And he, he's the youngest one that I know in a long time, I, he might've been the youngest one ever, but you know, and those are very few and far between generally whoever gets established in there stays in there. And that's why we have these same debates about gun control, the same conversations about, well, I mean, look at what we've been yeah. talking about. The assault rifle ban of 94. Everybody brings that up. Like, well, it didn't do anything. I mean, you can track the numbers. It did not do anything back then. Yeah. But somehow we're saying reenact that and it's going to make it better. Well, okay, well, show me the evidence that made it better. And they can't. So that that's what that's what's frustrating. You know, there's no new ideas. There's no, hey, let's try this 
you know, let's go about this a different way and maybe it'll work because you're, you're going to have a hard time getting me on board with gun control, even if they concede some of the other stuff that you're talking about, because more gun control only ever leads to more gun control. That's how it's been yeah. in this country. That's how it's been in most other countries. Once you start down that path, once you give an inch, you never, you know, the pendulum swings to one side, it never swings back the other way. And that's the hard that's the hard part about any of these. If you ever get to that point where, you know, we talk about the Second Amendment a lot on, on this show. If you ever get to the point where you start undermining or start trying to do, you know, like, there gets to be enough power where that gets undone, it's going to be a rough day because the Second Amendment put no limits on what weapons an individual could own. You could own a cannon. And so, I mean, that was the largest armament of, at least, of the day when that was initially enacted. A cannon, you could own one. There was nothing saying you could not. And that's, you know, with with the change in times, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. believe I'm not that saying they're, not they're trying to, but... right, no, but I'm just thinking that, you know, I don't think they're trying to push for anybody to come kick down your door and confiscate what you have. They don't have to do that. Um, they just have to put you in jail. They just have to make it illegal because the people that they're going to affect are the well, people like us. You know, you, you have yeah, a family but in, to feed. In the know, end, or, that's or, what I'm saying. They make it. Right. They make it illegal for you to own those guns and then they put a warrant out for your arrest and they hope that you're not going to fight it and that you're going to come turn in all your guns and that's how they'll get them. They're never going to get them from they're not going to get them from actually coming and kicking in your door. They just there's not the manpower to do that. They'll never do that. What they'll do is they'll make it illegal and then they'll say you own whatever gun they made illegal and they're going to say unless you turn it in within 30 days we'll issue a warrant for your arrest or they'll fine you some you know ridiculous amount basically to make it where you will de-arm yourself because you're not going to sit there and fight them so i mean that that's going down the hole oh what if this happens yeah, and is. what if this happens and what if this happens but you can that, look at it. There's, there's a whole I'm, again. Ton of I'm not saying this is going to happen in ten years. I'm not saying, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying this is going to happen fifty years. I'm just saying that's and that that goes for anything you're thinking about. You know, once you start giving on a, once you start giving on a position, most of the time you never gain that ground that you've given back. So that's where, like what we talked about, it is very important to do your research, do your own research. Look at who you want to vote for and vote for who you feel is going to hold to what you want. And that's the best thing I can tell you to do. Just look at it from that yeah. aspect. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, we kind of rent down the rabbit hole on a couple of things, tried to, our, uh, our main well, topic was yeah, a little we, we shorter covered than our, we thought it was going to be. So yeah, we covered our bases. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but we yeah, went, man, you know, I, we had about fifteen minutes on the whole advertising. So, yep, it'll run. So, anyways, uh, until next time, everybody, um, y'all stay safe. Later. <laughs>